Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 2132, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. And now, we're giving away an Optimal Living Daily workbook to you free of charge if you send in a relevant question. So be sure to send one in before we run out. We can only do this if your address is in the U.S. for now, but we're happy to send a digital version if you're outside of the U.S. Now, before we get to today's audio question, once a month, and usually during the first Q&A episode of the month, I mention a bit about my background and credentials so you can better understand where my perspectives come from. And given this is the first Q&A of the month, it's time. So while I've always been obsessed with Batman, I wasn't always obsessed or even interested in nutrition, exercise, health, and wellness, basically all the stuff I talk about now. But being diagnosed with a chronic disease at the age of 19 definitely changed my life's purpose. It was then I decided to focus my attention on helping others so that no one else had to experience a chronic disease diagnosis like I did. In order to do that, I wanted to have some credibility. This is not meant to be a humble brag, but instead gain your trust. I received both my master's and doctoral degrees in public health. And to really cover all of my bases, I also became a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. I've been teaching in higher education for over 14 years, and I'm currently faculty within the California State University system. I published peer-reviewed studies, presented at national conferences, and have been interviewed by over 70 different media outlets for my expertise on basically all the stuff I talk about on this podcast. So all of this to say that when I provide my commentary after each episode, and I answer the questions you send in, like today, I hope you feel as though it's coming from a place of truth. My only intention is to help you feel your best. And with that, let's hear today's audio question as we optimize your life. Hi, Dr. Neil. I wanted to ask you about fiber intake. There's a lot of advice about how much to take on a daily basis. But what I am curious about is the breakdown between soluble and insoluble fiber. And if you can discuss the differences between the two in our daily intake. Thanks a lot for a great podcast and looking forward to hearing more. Thank you for taking the time to send in your audio question, Brian. On this podcast, I talk a lot about the health of the gut microbiome and the fact that 
Dietary fiber is one of the best things we can consume to help keep the number of good bacteria and diversity of these good bacteria thriving, which is really what the gut microbiome is all about. But we should also remember that there are other amazing health benefits to consuming dietary fiber. For example, consuming the recommended amount of fiber can help decrease our blood cholesterol levels. In turn, this can help reduce our risk for having a heart attack or stroke. Meeting the daily dietary fiber recommendations may also reduce our risk for certain cancers, like colon cancer. Oh, and it seems to be helpful for weight maintenance. So if we're hoping to lose weight or maintain our weight, getting enough dietary fiber each day can help us feel less hungry throughout the day, which means we'll consume less calories. So we get the message that dietary fiber is good for us. How much fiber should we consume each day? And to answer your question, Brian, how much soluble versus insoluble fiber should we consume? Or does it matter at all? When it comes to how much fiber in general we adults should get each day, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration recommends we aim for 28 grams of fiber total each day. These 28 grams include both soluble and insoluble fiber and is based on the fact that most adults consume around 2,000 calories each day. But we can get more specific than that. The Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends that for those identified as female at birth and are under the age of 50, the goal is to get 25 to 28 grams of dietary fiber per day. And again, this number includes both soluble and insoluble fiber sources. For those that were identified as male at birth and are under the age of 50, the recommendation is 31 to 34 grams of dietary fiber per day. At this point, we may be wondering, why are the recommendations different based on gender? It's because it's assumed that males will consume more calories per day on average, and more calories consumed means that more of those calories should come from dietary fiber. Okay, so what about those 51 years of age and older? Those identified as female at birth should aim for about 22 grams of dietary fiber each day, and those identified as male at birth, 28 grams per day. And in case you're wondering, the recommendation for children and adolescents is to get between 14 and 31 grams of dietary fiber per day. This range is also dependent on age and gender though. And like with adults, we can make this information more specific and I would refer you to the US Food and Drug Administration website to find more information for children and adolescents. All right, now that we know how much fiber we should be getting, does the type of fiber matter? Brian, you asked about the differences between soluble and insoluble fiber. Here's the basic difference between the two. One dissolves in water and the other doesn't. So the term soluble fiber refers to the fact that this form of fiber is soluble in water, meaning it dissolves in water. Insoluble fiber means it does not dissolve in water. Yeah, but who really cares if fiber can dissolve in water? Well, it turns out that If a fiber can dissolve in water, it tends to slow down digestion. So this can help with that feeling of satiety I was talking about earlier. So soluble fiber may help with weight management. Plus, it turns out that because of its ability to dissolve in water, soluble fiber tends to attract cholesterol. So soluble fiber specifically can help lower blood cholesterol levels too. Insoluble fiber ain't no slouch either. Insoluble fiber, although it doesn't dissolve in water, is believed to be the one that reduces our risk for colon cancer. That's because insoluble fiber adds bulk to our stool and helps prevent constipation. 
and it keeps things moving throughout the GI tract. So the important thing to remember is that both soluble and insoluble fiber have important functions and both are needed for optimal health. Is there a recommendation about how much of each we should consume? The general recommendation is that we get about half of our daily fiber intake from each. So if your goal is to get 28 grams of dietary fiber each day, ideally 14 of those grams should come from soluble fiber sources and 14 grams should come from insoluble fiber sources. When it comes to food sources of each, you'll find that there is some overlap. This is because many foods contain some amount of both soluble and insoluble fiber. It's just that certain foods may be higher in one versus the other. But in general, foods that are higher in soluble fiber tend to be oats, beans, peas, barley, apples, bananas, nuts, and seeds. Foods higher in insoluble fiber are those dark green leafy vegetables, root vegetables like carrots and beets, and whole grains. The last thing I'll say is my usual words of caution. If someone wants to increase the amount of fiber they're getting in their diet, do it slowly. It's been estimated that 92% of Americans are not meeting the daily recommendations I shared earlier. Most Americans get around 10 to 12 grams of fiber a day instead of the 28 grams that's recommended. So again, if someone's thinking about increasing their fiber intake, it's best to add it in slowly. Here's an example. Instead of having one full cup of cooked oatmeal for breakfast topped with banana and nuts and seeds, it may be better to start with a quarter cup or half a cup of just plain oats and maybe add some cinnamon for flavor. Adding fruit, nuts, and seeds on top of the oatmeal will add extra fiber, which may lead to feelings of discomfort, especially if someone's not used to eating that much fiber in one sitting. Next, I would suggest that if someone does increase their fiber intake, think about increasing your water intake too. This may also help ease any gastrointestinal discomfort. Overall though, thinking about how much dietary fiber we get each day is definitely a wonderful health goal to have. And I really wouldn't stress too much about how much soluble versus insoluble fiber you're getting. Rather, try and focus on hitting that 28 grams average target. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for the question, Brian. Now, if you want to get your hands on our Optimal Living Daily Workbook and have your question answered right here on the show, send one in. You can email one to health at oldpodcast.com. 
if you want to send in one via audio, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask to record from your computer. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in. The number is country code 161-I-LOVE-O-H-D. That's 1-614-568-3643. All right, that's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening every day and all the way through. I hope you have a great start to your weekend and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.